So uh, I've had the, yeah, I've had the same barber for now about four years. He's an incredible man uh, who just knows my hair. And uh, for these past four, well, also his name is Moses. So he's an amazing man. About a year ago, um, Moses, I was, I went to Moses, and it was around, actually around this time, actually two years ago, it was around this time. Um, and went in to get my hairs cut, and I'm sitting down, and this woman comes in to the barber shop, which is kind of unusual to get her hair cut by a barber. Um, and as uh, my hair is getting cut, she's just talking to Moses, talking to me about like how it's just been a hard like November, hard de- December for her. It's been really difficult for her to just uh, like with a lot of family drama, she hasn't been able to sleep well. Just a lot of like these little sufferings going on in her heart. And then at the end of the conversation, she, she said, you know what, honestly, because I'm the mother, I'm the grandmother of the family, I'm kind of the matriarch, I think I'm going to cancel Christmas. And like my, the, when I heard that, the, in, the inner buddy, the elf that I have in my heart, it just went, no! Like this idea that oh, she's just going to cancel Christmas. Because of her suffering. Like, what is going on? It was funny because at that moment, Moses turned around my chair and he, like, he whipped off the, the barber like veil and it showed that I was a priest. And her, her, her face went all white. And I just got up and was like, okay, God bless. And I left. And like, th- that moment, though, it, was, it struck my heart and it continues to strike my heart that here is this woman who is like, yeah, she's experiencing some suffering in her life. She's experiencing some, some family drama, all these things. And what she's going to do about it is she's going to cancel Christmas. She's going like, to kind of push her way, push herself away from God because she has suffering. And like how often we can do that. When things are great, we're, we are able to go to the Lord. We are able to like praise the Lord like, and feel like he's close. But as, as soon as things get difficult, as soon as we have some kind of suffering, we can easily turn away. I've seen this all the time in the world. We've been watching the World Cup. I don't know if you have. Uh, the, during the World Cup, you've seen this, like where someone makes a goal, and it's incredible. What is the thing? They zoom in on the guy who makes the goal, and what does he do? Like, like almost every time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. And, but like, do you ever see that when like, a, a goalie misses a goal? Do you ever see him, like, praising the Lord? You know what, Lord? You're with me. Like, you've won. I don't get... We don't see that. We only see it in the good times. And so I I think with St. John the Baptist, like, he has experienced so much suffering. The scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees are attacking him, persecuting him. People don't understand him. He is arrested. He is put in prison by Herod. He is eventually beheaded. And all that he can think about is being a voice pointing towards Jesus. And being a voice that points to Jesus and knowing that his father has already won. And I, I, I think that's so incredibly significant for our hearts when we have whatever suffering is going on, whatever hurt is going on, that we can continue to have joy and continue to have hope, which is the fact that God has already won. Like knowing that he has kept his promises and that we can feel safe in him in the midst of our suffering. And especially during Advent, like we are concentrating a lot on Mary and on the joyful mysteries. And that's why I love the joyful mysteries because if you've ever prayed the joyful mysteries of the rosary, you know that every single joyful, joyful mystery has suffering within it. You start off with the Annunciation, Mary, and Mary is told that she is going to give birth to God. Like there is 
confusion, anxiety with Joseph and what he is to do with her. She is also probably wondering what is going on. There must be so much unknown, especially Angel Gabriel goes to Mary and says, you're going to be the mother of God and then leaves and doesn't give her any more information. How much anxiety must have been in her heart, how much sorrow or suffering must have been in her heart, yet it's called a joyful mystery because she knows that her father keeps his promises. And she can have joy in the midst of her suffering. You go to the visitation, the next mystery of the rosary. Mary, a pregnant lady, walks literally like three days to visit her her, uh, cousin. That is insane. That she is, there must have been so much suffering and so much doubt like walking to Elizabeth in that moment that like it's still a joyful mystery. In the midst of her suffering, in the midst of the unknown, her anxiety, she knows that God is one. She knows that her dad has kept her promises, his promises. And so uh, the nativity, the next mystery of the rosary. <laughs> the, the nativity is, is insane because here is, it is not a silent night. It is not all calm. It is not all bright. Like Herod is, has a bounty on Jesus' head and wants to kill him. Mary and Joseph have to flee in exile to Egypt. There is so much suffering going on. But it is a joyful mystery because they know the Father keeps his promises. And the other two as well, the finding of Christ Jesus in the temple and then the, 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 the finding of Christ Jesus who, who has been lost. These are joyful mysteries in the midst of sorrow. Um, and so can we have that experience, like whatever is the sorrow that is going on in your heart right now, can you still have joy? As Christians, we are called to have joy and to choose joy when there is sorrow. And so to be able to offer that to the Lord today. Um, when I was a kid, I was, I was a good kid when it came to Christmas. I never was a sneaker. Like I never sneaked and like looked at the presents that my parents got me. Because I was honestly too afraid. Like now I'm too afraid to sneak into Father Connor's closet and like look for my present. And he, but in that, there was one time when I was a kid where my sister told me what my parents got. And I remember that. I wasn't sneaking or anything. I just heard what she, you know, she told me what I was going to get. There was so much, like, excitement and joy and longing for getting to receive something that I hadn't received yet. Like, there was so much excitement in my heart. Like, I get this thing. I know I'm going to get it. Can we have that same passion and joy in our hearts as Christians where the Father has kept his promise that you get him? Like, even in the midst of your sorrow, that he's promised that you get him. At this Mass, when you come up for Holy Communion, that is my invitation. That that thing that is is just really striking your heart, that maybe wants to push you, you want to push away from the Lord, that's really hurting your heart, that you can still choose joy, knowing that our dad has kept his promise. And in a few minutes, you get him.